from Harare, Zimbabwe to the World Wide Web. You are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Every week, we lead you in conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Our goal is to get you to ask questions and compare what today's culture is telling us versus what the Bible says. If you're a non-believer, we hope that our conversation will shed more light on what the Christian faith is really about. Never miss an episode by subscribing through our website, www.radiantculture.africa or you can find us on iTunes. Like our Facebook page, look up Radiant Culture and follow us on Twitter at Radiant Culture. If you're on Instagram, it's Radiant underscore culture radiant culture it's life it's truth it's lit stay tuned welcome everyone uh you're listening to the radiant culture podcast my name is t-mac and i'm biscuit aka biscuit (laughs) and um today is a very special episode because cookie monster is back What's up, Cookie Monster? Yo, 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 yo. What's happening? What's happening? It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a minute. And um, because he's been away for so long today, he's going to be one of our guests. Um, But I'm sure things will go back to normal soon. And we're also (laughs) joined by another very interesting individual by the name of TJ. (laughs) Are you not interesting? (laughs) In a manner of speaking. I'm sure you are. So I'll let you guys, well, TJ, I'll let you introduce yourself. People kind of know Cookie Master already. Okay, so where do I start? Um, I'm just a normal guy. Mm -hmm. An aspiring rapper. Nice. Yeah, in a couple of... Ah, weeks you'll be hearing some of my songs. I'm a Christian rapper. Let me put the label on it. Yes. (laughs) Well, I think that's actually a good place to start. Actually, Cookie, we actually just need to update people on what you've been doing the past, however long you've been away. Just a quick summary. Why why you didn't come back with an accent? And sweets. (laughs) Just saying. Well, I got Jack. Nothing. You know what, guys. I've got other priorities, you know, oh, wow. like other people. You, you got master feed. <laughs> I got master feed. Uh, well, I was in the U.S. for the last two and a half months, and um, I was doing a couple of things there. I went for the Yali 2017 program. I was called back to be a part of that, um, and uh, yeah, so spent some time there. Then spent an extra how many weeks? I don't remember. I think an extra six weeks after the program uh, where I was, there's a project that I was doing and some other stuff that I was getting up to. And then, of course, a bit of sightseeing and all of that. I did not come back with an accent because I didn't want to. You know, I like my accent. (laughs) Because the American girls like your accent. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm not going to (laughs) say All right. So today's episode is about radiance versus relevance. So, Radiant is basically what we are here at Radiant Culture, I hope. <laughs> we seek to be the salt and the light of the world and really stick, stay true to our Christian principles as much as we can. <laughs> 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 Whilst also, you know, helping other people find their way to Christ. And then relevance is kind of, I don't know, it's, I feel like it's self-explanatory, but now I have to try and explain it. Do you want to give it a go? Relevance, um... Um, relevant, I guess, is having applicable meaning to a current situation. Wow, you really Eish. have to dumb it down a bit. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> relevance just means you can use it. 
like a biscuit when you run when you don't have a all your wheels like one of them is deflated you got a flat mm-hmm. and you need to get it out of the boot to attach it to your car so that you can get going so that tire at that moment is relevant every other time that wheel that biscuit is actually a spare wheel it's not really relevant to your current situation so i hope that example has completely shown irrelevant to the discussion (laughs) and by that this that was like a meta example so by in itself it was irrelevant so irrelevance okay it's irrelevant relevance no okay fine let me say this um Paul says to the Greek, I'll become a Greek, to the Jew, I'll become a Jew. So I think if you look at it in that way, relevance is kind of in an effort to win the culture, you assimilate to the culture. I think that's a good enough explanation for the purposes of our discussion. Right. So I'll take you back a bit, TJ. You said you're a Christian rapper. Yes. And there's this whole new thing now with rappers who are Christians moving away from the label of Christian rapper, mm-hmm. they'd rather just be like, yo, I'm just a rapper. I happen to be Christian, but you don't need to put the label on me, Christian rapper. <laughs> I'm just a rapper who happens to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. So why do you choose to be very, you know, specific about I am a Christian rapper? Um, because, you know, like, I don't know why a lot of people are trying to run away from, is it a label, is it what? But what that just means is I carry the name of Christ wherever I go. Mm-hmm. That's what it means for me Whether I'm a Christian in real life Christian person Or a Christian rapper For me that's important To carry the name of Christ Wherever I go mm-hmm. Yeah, that That's why I choose to be identified With the name Christian rapper Okay I mean for me it's a bit strange To be honest with you mm-hmm. I used to agree with your point of view but Then I thought It's not like when I call a plumber and ask him are you a Christian plumber or are you just a normal plumber like I just want the guy to do the job like whether he's Christian or not not that it's irrelevant but it doesn't need to be part of his tagline sort of thing okay it's it's not like a tagline that I push this out but if someone calls me a Christian rapper that's what I am because I'm mm. a Christian mm. and I'm a rapper it doesn't matter if you choose to call me a rapper that's fine too because I'm both sides of the coin mm-hmm. yes for me that's what it is so what do you think of the likes of, um, use the obvious example, Lecrae, who's moving away from that term, I'm a Christian rapper. And he's just like, yo, I'm a rapper. I'm also Christian. My lyrics give life, you know, they're positive. And it's not like he's dropping Jesus every two lines. Yeah. What do you think of those, this, this new movement that's happening? Well, I feel like um, people in, 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 in essence are trying to be, you know, to be relevant because... There's been a stigma, like if you say I'm a Christian rapper, a certain type of person won't even play your record. Yeah. Anytime. So I, I think that's what they're trying to get away from. Mm-hmm. But in doing that, I think we lose something because it's a, it's, a, it's a gain something and you lose something. So in essence, I think you need to weigh what it is that you really, because like at some point you still need to identify with Christ and not be ashamed of his name in whatever sphere you're in. Like, it's not something you'd say, no, I'm not a Christian rapper. Like, if Mm. you're a Christian and you're a rapper, I feel you should accept it. Mm. And if people call you a rapper, you should accept it as well because Mm. that's what you are as well. Mm. So in terms of, you know, Lecrae and what he's doing, I think, I don't know, like, there's no formula for this at the end of the day is, is what I see. So I don't know. No right or wrong, really. Cookie Monster? Yo. What do you think about this new movement? Well, I... Shift. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with um, 
labels come with certain um, preconceptions, right? And so the moment you hear that someone is a Christian rapper, already you're expecting something. You're, you're expecting them to be rapping about that particular topic. Mm-hmm. Whereas if someone is a rapper, right, it, it's different because I think it gives them the option, to, gives them multiple options. They mm-hmm. can rap about a wide array of subjects. And, you know, being a Christian uh, artist doesn't necessarily mean that you always have to be um, singing or rapping or whatever about Christ specifically sometimes you are you you can have a positive message sometimes you can have something that's supposed to uplift people sometimes you're just talking about the matters of the day right without necessarily wanting to put the christian label on it but still be relevant so i i don't know it's i think it's got to do with how you know with where the world is going and i think part of it also requires us to understand why these guys have taken on this stance and i don't know the reason why but i'm sure there's a there's been a lot of thought behind it because i mean i'll trust that someone like someone like lecrae has thought through something like that you know and there's a reason why he's specifically going in that direction mm. and i think it's got to do with relevance but is relevance something that we should actually be seeking after because we're supposed to be set apart from the world so why do we seek so much to be accepted by it and relevant to it when we're actually supposed to be showing them a totally different way of life, so to speak? All right. Is that for me? Both of y'all. <laughs> okay, I can go first. The first thing is that I'd like to look at the opposite of that, right? Uh, are we supposed to be irrelevant? Does this mean that by being Christian and following God, mm. we become irrelevant? Mm. I don't think so. No. Right. Um, so, <laughs> so I think we should be seeking relevance. Why we should seek relevance is that um, the Great Commission says that we should go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples of all nations. But then how do we make disciples when we're when we lack relevance, when we don't have a way of um, speaking a coherent language with the, <laughs> with with the culture? Yeah. Right. Um, for example, I've seen some really freaky people, right? I, I remember, I, I'll say this, I was walking, um, I was walking in New York, right? So they've got these little, okay, so almost on, on every corner, there are these guys, they call them, what do they call themselves? The Jewish, yeah, the Jewish, the Jewish, the Jewish nation or something. I don't, I don't know what they call themselves, but these guys believe in the old order of the Bible and they all have long beards and mm-hmm. I don't know what they are, bruh, but it's mostly black guys, right? Oh. Yes, it's actually mostly black so it's guys. It's like my post story, but in America. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> and some of the stuff is, it's actually kind of freaky, right? You're thinking, and so they're trying to get you to come and be a part of what they're like, yo, brother, you know, Jewish nation. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm dope. I'm good, right? So I, I think if all Christians ended up like that, I don't think that is relevant mm. because you know they're wearing their robes they've all got beards so obviously everyone is thinking okay what are these guys on about whereas someone who is actively looking to and i'm not condemning them by the way they've got their thing that they do that's them but someone who's actively trying to reach people i think you've got to take the time to understand the people understand their belief systems their culture um what they value mm-hmm. right and then begin to assimilate into that culture so that you bring the gospel to them. Mm-hmm. I, I think that is that should be the method. 
as opposed to just like rocking up and but i feel as though truth should be able to cut through the noise for example john the baptist uh, from his description in the bible god <laughs> i feel like he was a very random looking individual like i don't think he'd ever cut his hair and like he wore sackcloth and ate honey and locusts i think like, that dude used to stink <laughs> yeah i mean like if you look at him like I don't feel like he would have been your person who you'd want to hang out with on a Saturday night. But he was so relevant in his own way without assimilating to even the Jewish culture at the time. Like he was on his own tangent. But look at the impact that he managed to have without assimilating. All right. So I think, I don't know. I I just don't like that word assimilate. Because even the Israelites were told, when you go into this promised land, do not (laughs) <laughs> take on the characteristics of the people around you. You need to remain, you know, set apart. Right. That uh, should be our Christianese word, actually, set apart. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this I can let, I can let TJ take that one. I, I, um, like, I picked up, uh, I'll pick up off of something you said, like, just because it's Christian and radiant doesn't mean it's not relevant. I think mm-hmm. from what I'm seeing, like, in my own life, I feel like, the word of God is like, and his principles are more relevant to my life now than some of the things I'm learning from culture, mm-hmm. you know, from pop culture. And in essence, when we try to assimilate to the culture to try and be relevant, what's the line? You're saying, like you were saying, Paul said, you know, to the Greek, I became a Greek and to the Jew, I became a Jew. What he really meant in that, from what I understood, like when you read the times when he was speaking to the different groups in Mm -hmm. in in the bible he would use their imagery to -hmm. relate to them like when that time when he was talking to them about they had a sign up about a god they didn't know and he came to them and said you know what this god that you prayed to i know his name and i know him and then in that sense he was able to relate to them but when he did that he did not sacrifice any of his Christian values to do that. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's where now we need to draw the line. Because in essence, in uh, people trying to be relevant and losing their Christianity, in the end, what then are you calling people to if you are becoming like them? Yeah. that That's the way I see it. I think we've equated relevance with being cool. Am I right? To some extent. Maybe. Like your description of those Jewish nation guys, you just look at them like... The Jesus. <laughs> 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 the furthest thing from cool. <laughs> they, look, they look random. <laughs> right. Um, maybe, you know what? Because it's important to define terms also, um, just as, as we discuss this. Because um, each culture has its nuances, right? It's got mm-hmm. its things that define what it is. And... So Paul speaking about being all things to all men, mm. right? The reason why, if we look back at the Bible, the reason why Paul commanded su- su- such authority was also partly because he was relevant. And here's what I mean. Paul was educated. He was smart. He understood the law back to back, right? He had a very in-depth understanding of what was going on in the day. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't coming from a place of ignorance or just from nowhere but he was someone who had who commanded some degree of respect right because of his education because of how he understood the trends and the moods of the culture in the day Mm -hmm. so i think relevance also relevance has a lot to do with that that we we've got to understand what's going on 
in the day-to-day. We've got to understand what people are moved by, right? Who are the biggest entertainers if you're in entertainment? Who, what, what are people watching, right? Why have the statistics skyrocketed for people who are subscribing to porn and all of this stuff? We've got to understand all those things because unless we understand that, I think it becomes very difficult for us to um, posit- well, to, to make the kind of impact that we need to make. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's no longer just about going with the Bible to someone and saying, you've got to receive Christ, like those JW guys do, right? Uh, um, but <laughs> uh, it's, it's no, no offense if you're JW, but I'm just saying y'all need to change your tactics. But I'm, I'm just saying that it's, it's about, <laughs> it, it's, it's more about understanding that if I want to reach someone, who is that person? What are they about? Because almost, you know, a lot of people have heard the Bible. They've heard about Christ, right? But who is Christ? What has he done for you? Why do you need this Christ? Part of that needs me to clear the the path, mm-hmm. right? And clearing the path sometimes means I've got to hang with the person. I've got to understand why the person is the way they are. Sometimes I've got to go and chill. If I want to reach, to, if I want to reach people that are chilling in the bar, maybe I may need to just go and hang out there and, and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think that's being relevant, right? But the relevance is only a means to a greater end. And the end is that, you know, you, you know the foundation you're standing on, you know your ultimate goal, right? But yeah, I, you just need to make sure you don't then get swallowed up. But I, I don't know if you guys get the gist of what I'm saying. Yeah. Even in a strip club? Hey, you know what? <laughs> I, I think what Kula is saying is, is actually answers that question actually mm. um, <clears throat> relevance itself the way I see it is um, it's a relative term it's not relative in the sense that you're thinking I'm yeah, people may think I mean it mm. it's relative in that it's, it's almost based on perspective of the person that you're trying to be relevant to if you're not speaking to that person, then you're not relevant. I, by definition, yeah. I guess that's what it is. But the other extent of relativity for relevance is that it's also, like could alluded to, based on the end goal. It's mm. your relativity to that end goal. For us, it's where God would want us to be. So everything must be relevant, I guess, to that. Mm. Then you approach others and try to educate them or help them along the way with that in mind but making that speak to their own unique position all right i'll say the greatest example of relevance would be jesus himself he never really conformed to the ways of the world per se but it seems as though every time he spoke to someone he spoke to to someone he spoke to that person like the the woman by by the well there he was very relevant to he said hey yo the guy you're married to, that's not your first... That was very relevant to her, specific to her. It didn't change his moral position. It didn't change um, anything. He didn't do anything against God. He literally spoke something that was important to her that helped her get closer to him, I guess. So uh, the the relevance is, yeah, relative, not relative in the way the world says everything's shaky. No, (laughs) just it must be aligned to something. That's what I think. Hmm. So you have it. <laughs> so you have individuals uh, like Ravi Zacharias, for example. Like I, I listen to Ravi a lot, right? And his whole team. If you look at that, you can't just go and be part of Ravi's team. 
mm. right? You, you can't just go and say, yeah, yo, I want to be part of Ravi's team. I feel like the Lord has called me, mm. right? So Chun Yu said, okay, what's your background, right? Are you well versed in these matters? Have you studied? If you, if you notice, a lot, of peop- a lot of people in that team are PhDs and whatnot, whatnot. But why is that? They're trying to be relevant to uh, people in academia, right? They're trying to be relevant yeah. to all these individuals in the scholarly world. Mm. So because they they listen to that they want to know that you've got a phd in astrophysics and you're a christian all of a sudden it's like hmm okay right but if i just go there and i've got my diploma in marketing <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> now I've, I've got one too so it's okay <laughs> so, right it's it's different because then i'm saying that the way you're received could be different mm-hmm. right so i think relevance has a lot to do with that that what are who who are you wanting to speak to, right? And who are you wanting to influence? If I want to influence people who who are musicians and artists and I never attend shows and I never go to festivals, I think I'll be a little irrelevant, right? Sometimes people who are tattoo artists may only <laughs> look at you if you've got like a tattoo somewhere. I don't know. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. I think relevance has a lot to do with that. It's got to be relative to what you're wanting to achieve. Yeah. So, yeah. To what you're wanting to achieve... To that person yeah. and also to our already pre-existing godly principles. Because you could say, I want to now talk to uh, a guy who's like a professing Nazi. And the only way you listen to me is if like, I'm tattooed yeah, up with that, the Nazi thing. <laughs> so then I have to now go get that yeah, just to okay. talk to him. It, it might go the wrong way. True. But um, th- there must be another way of being relevant to such a person without losing yourself in it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's the thing. And that brings up the the question, like what you were saying, like there's lines to it. Mm-hmm. There's a degree you go to be relevant. You can't just go all the way and be like, of course, maybe in a pub, you can say, I'll sit in a pub and talk to someone. But it's different when you go to a strip club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a different situation altogether. Or if so you do I a track with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> is, yeah, that's that. For me, I thought of it, imagine if... Um, a pastor was to say to someone who's known for being vulgar, profane, someone who's very lewd, like, and doesn't even apologize for it, mm. and say, can you come and preach in my church for a Sunday? She's hot, though. <laughs> Depends on who the message they will, is. <laughs> they will go on and say that she'll bring the rest of her crew mm. who we want in church. Okay. So she brings the rest of her crew what does that do to the sheep that we already have? Oh, okay. church is for the sick. For the sick? Who, okay. I get what you're saying when you say the church is for the sick. But you know, like, uh, I'll give an example of what Paul said. I, I forget the exact verse he said it. He said, if anyone wants to stand before um, a congregation and speak, he had to have certain qualifications. Like, you couldn't just walk up to a church and just say, hey, guys. I'm here to give you some wisdom. Mm. How do we know that you're not going to mix, you know, worldly things and corrupt the gospel? How do we know? There there needs to be that, you know, like, when Natasha Cobbs, those people are gatekeepers. Mm -hmm. In a a sense where I see it, they're meant to protect the platform that they stand on and not just give it to anyone. Because in as much as you think you're going to reach um, Nicki Minaj's fans, right mm-hmm. if if she comes on to a track imagine like having someone you know was twerking in the club last night come and worship with you because they're going to do these songs live on stage and it's going to be a worship setting mm. how how is that going to look like mm. i don't know it depends on the individual 
It's tricky. You know, this this whole... I think I've had countless discussions about this issue. And I've actually been trying to think about my position as well. I like the song, right? Just the... the song. It's very catchy, the hook and all of that. And to be honest, right? I actually think Nicki Minaj is a rapper. I, I think she's one of the baddest female rappers out there, right? Like, I just think she's dope. Mm-hmm. However... Um, Sister Nikki. I just, it, it's tricky because you know I was trying to think, you know how a lot of these popular songs end up being done in church services. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. so is that song gonna be getting done in like you know in different churches, like like as a worship song? <laughs> I was thinking about that, and I was also thinking that. Um, does this mean she's changed as a person or are we gonna listen to, or are we gonna hear the next Nicki Minaj album and she's doing what she does <laughs> you know what can, can I can I just add on to that one mm-hmm. just not even a point just uh, some more ammo shall I say mm-hmm. one of the most relevant guys secular and gospel who did exactly what you're saying but mm-hmm. on a much grander scale R. Kelly uh-huh with the You Saved Me album. That, I mean, <laughs> that was your... That was a track that used to make me cry then. That was a powerful track. But then on the other disc, it was <laughs> it was that closet thing that... No, <laughs> your body the other, was the other disc was Happy People. It was it was happy like People, it was Happy People. Yeah. But it was just party, party, party. Yeah, whatever. but it wasn't anything like... Yeah, but he had like, just... his other stuff. Like. But then he went straight after that album. He went back to his normal thing. Yeah. And now he's like... It's like whatever, doing stuff. <laughs> it's in the but news. I mean, the thing is, these people live their life out for us on the stage. We see everything that's going on. So Akeli was having a moment, clearly, with Jesus, and he decided to express it through his music. And then the moment passed, but the music still did a lot of work. It did. It still so touched Nikki's a lot song of lives. Will do a lot of work. It will work. It will work. Um, <laughs> it will certainly work. <laughs> It will work. I feel as though, okay, there's two sides to this coin. It will be a draw card for some who've never even listened to gospel at all who will suddenly be like, let me give it a chance. And maybe they'll then listen to more, hopefully, of just Tasha Cobbs on her own. And it could minister to them. We just don't know. It depends on the individual. I think this touches on a wider question, which is probably a different episode, where uh, one could ask, do do your do your actions and your message have to match because this whole relevance question is about kind of molding in a situation changing your actions in a situation for a goal so then that calls into question should your actions always be consistent or can they be fluid depending on what you need to do that's the reason why and that's the other side of the coin that is why people are seeing it as hypocrisy yeah because we all know god that tomorrow <laughs> she'll be on a music video doing something completely contrary to what she was saying on the song but I think they do need to match because people are attracted to genuineness at the end of the day if you are fake Mm. people won't be attracted to what you have so whether you're a fake in the club trying to act like you belong there and you don't people just be like but what are they, why are they even here or if you're fake in the church it's the same sort of reaction that you'll get from the Christians nah. could you what are you trying to do because there's no there's, that genuineness isn't there so you can't get very far without it I feel like your message can't be consistent and lasting without the the genuine factor 
Maybe it calls on us as Christians to to really dig deeper into why we believe what we believe also. Because I feel like this whole issue, in as much as people are making noise about her, Nikki and Tasha Cobbs, whatever, whatever, I'm, I'm more interested in what it's indicative of, right? Which is that people are, you know, the, the, the world is changing. Mm-hmm. Even the Christian landscape, I think, is changing. And one of the things I noticed when I was in the States was I was going to this really nice church, right? But I remember two Sundays ago, actually, the pastor was talking about how um, the statistics of young people coming to church are dropping. Like a lot of young people are not coming to church anymore. Mm. So, and part of the reason why is they feel like the church is irrelevant. Mm. They feel like the church is not cool or the church is not addressing their issues. Mm. Right. And so um, maybe people like Tasha Cobbs and Nicki Minaj are doing things like this because part of it is that they're feeling like, you know, we've got to do something relevant. People, people want to hear relevant stuff. Mm. Right. And I'm not condoning it or extolling it or anything, but I'm just saying, I think it also shows us it it, it should um what's the word I'm looking for um it's almost like a call to action for believers to realize that sha we can't keep using the same methods mm-hmm. right we've got to change our methods to to reach a younger generation now I'm not saying let's all start doing tracks with Wheezy and whoever. No, I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that we've got to really think about whether or not as the church we're being relevant people yeah, exactly. Okay, okay, I'm going to throw another little uh-huh. spanner into that. Um, Tanya mentioned that uh, are we not confusing relevance with popularity? And I think that is true. I think as the world changes, relevance has become what is more popular. What The most popular thing is the most relevant thing. Mm-hmm. Now, with though, I'm, I'm a bit of a pragmatist. And um, for me, the Bible has a very messy ending near the, near the, near the last chapters <laughs> really like <laughs> messed up like the four horsemen yeah it, it kind of gets kind of and and the idea is that guys it's going to get worse the world is not stopping in it's getting worse mm-hmm. so therefore the world's idea of popular is going to keep getting worse right mm-hmm. which in turn means that our standard is always going to be looking worse and worse to the world. It's going to look more and more devoid, more and more irrelevant, no matter what you do. Right. The very fact that you want to marry is going to look weird yeah. more and more and more. someone of the opposite sex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As we go, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So does that in a way suggest that Christians inherently are going to be irrelevant by world standards, no matter what we do? Hmm. Mm. Especially as time goes by, mm. uh, TJ, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think that's exactly what Jesus was saying when he said, "You're the salt of the world. If you lose your saltiness, you are useless mm. as Christians." So that's the thing: we are getting diluted into what's popular and trying to trend along with the world and that's what he's saying we should walk away from and still stand as the example because as the world grows worse and we stay the same they'll begin to see why has this thing stayed the same for more than 2000 years i think that's the radiance bit mm-hmm. that's that's the exactly why has and you know like let me just take you back a little bit to what she said you know about you know genuineness you know 
imagine how like a lot of people today don't go to the church even like the the demographic you were talking about the kids mm -hmm. because they think if i go to church i saw that guy in the bar last night so why am i going to church mm. why because is he still doing the same things his life is not changing why are we still going to 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 the church if it doesn't help see it's the same thing when it comes to Nicki minaj and tasha cobbs See, when I see Nikki and she professes to say, I pray every day, you know, and <coughs> our lifestyle doesn't reflect that, mm. you know, she's saying she's talking about God, you know, in a way that she extols him and, and puts him first. And in her life goes next day, goes and says something against that. What does that say in terms of reaching people? Not even in the church, outside the church, because people outside the church are the ones saying people in the church are fake. Yeah. They're not living up to what they're saying they, 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 they profess to believe. You know the great irony of that? Mm. The very fact that you observe that and have an issue with that to the world makes you fake. <laughs> Why? No, I'm serious. I watched an episode of um, <clears throat> of uh, real what pastors of LA, whatever, that, that mm -hmm. thingy. Mm -hmm. And I think uh, Dietrich had an uh, I'm, we get older episodes, I'm sure. There's no what's currently happening. But he was getting married or he got married or whatever. And he got one of the other pastor friends, this other white pastor dude, I don't know his name, and got him to, he's getting him to officiate. Mm -hmm. So then he sort of found out that Dietrich, Dietrich's has wife was already, well, had wife, been living yeah. with his wife already. And that, I think she was already pregnant or something. Mm -hmm. And so he took, he went up to him and said, um, he tried to approach him and said, listen, uh, it's it's kind of not cool for you to ask me to officiate without telling me this side. Yeah. Because I've got my whole flock who are going to look at me and say, oh, okay, you're cool with this. Mm. But he didn't know. Dietrich took serious offense. And he's like, you are judging me. Mm. How dare you judge me? for my life you are not a christian because you, you're fake because you are judging so the world by the very fact that we have an opinion on nikki actually makes us more the enemy <laughs> for having an opinion <laughs> but i guess that that's another debate again about judging see we're always going to look like we're judging to the world yep. when we tell them the way that things should be done we're judging the them Bible. we must judge them <laughs> <laughs> We're not judging. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, there's two different senses of the word judge. I yeah, I think so. I think there's there are two different, different senses of the word judge. Because even the Bible says, like Paul said, you ought to judge yourself. Mm. In mm -hmm. Romans, you ought to judge yourself. You know what? So, this, this, I, I like what Biscuit was saying earlier about um, that the world is going to get progressively worse, mm. right? So, it's like on this downward spiral, mm. right? Um, as believers, though, I believe at every at each point, because guys, the other extreme, right? If we we're to speak of extremes, yeah, the other extreme is that we can become so weird and so <laughs> out of touch with reality and so scared. That's the other, so scared of the world. I was having a conversation with some friends this morning about how people were talking about, hey, you don't want to get contaminated by Nicki Minaj. You listen to that. What if some of those spirits? And I'm like, come on, guys, seriously. <laughs> A lot of us here are all churched out. We've done church for how many years now? And you're telling me that we have not received enough teaching. 
one to, song to, to undo everything to 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 resist right you see what I'm trying to say that I think as Christians we underestimate so much what we have right we've we've become so timid and so scared and we 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 sing about this god who's indescribable and we make all this noise and we're spitting on everyone praying in tongues <laughs> right and then we come out and one song is going to dilute us we're scared that we're going to get infiltrated or compromised by some and i just think that there's something there's a mismatch there right because if we're really carrying the living word within us and that is the very word of god that god used to create the universe I just, so i think we're very contradicted as christians the we, we've got a lot of big talk but we live very small lives right mm. because i don't think we really believe what we say and what we sing about and i've gotten to a point where you know i i often stop and listen to the songs that i'm singing in church because i'm thinking mm, sha do, do i really believe this about god and is my life reflective of this so i think that's another angle also where if we're really strong guys if we're really the people that god says we are why, why are we so scared like i'm not saying let's now just go and do anything but i'm also saying that something in us should be like hey whatever man you know god is with us we can do this mm. you know stuff stuff all this stuff <laughs> <laughs> that's actually interesting you know cuz i think the bible warns us so much that people have become to some degree paranoid because it says you know a fly will spoil the whole ointment you you get what mm-hmm. i'm saying so if you pay attention to a lot of the wrong stuff before you know it it's going to change you But then again, like you're saying there's that power thing that God is all powerful and we should believe in that. You know, that's one thing that gives me comfort in all of this that's happening to know that you know God will use everything for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. What that means in this in this situation is whether this is good or bad, it's going to work good for some people and mm. he's not surprised by it. Mm. What's sad though is the people who are in it. That that's why we have these discussions because if I'm the one who's sleeping on the job, God's going to use my sleeping on the job to warn somebody else. There's somebody going to get blessed. But for me now, what's mm-hmm. going to happen to me? Because I'm going to be held accountable for how I used my platform. Mhm. Who, yeah. who like how I used my it's going to come to me. So it is that serious. to say they have to pay attention to whatever they're saying whatever they are allowing because in a sense it might appear to someone as if like he was saying you you're condoning the behavior of that person is say you're accepted in the way that you are even if you don't want to change yeah i think you that's know? the yeah. tricky part yeah any signs of repentance of repentance and we'll still accept you come yeah. we'll even give you a position of standing mm. because in this sense she's been given a higher position it's not like she came to a church and worshiped in the congregation she's standing on the 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 the, the platform mm. on top the with the choir singing and leading other people into worship that's different for me that is all right so how how do we actually remain radiant in light of everything we've said about relevance and um i, I guess oh, when i think of of um my, my question that i had in my mind as i was thinking of this one was can can radiance and holiness be separated um holiness being set apart can you actually you know shine light which is radiance shine it 
and actually be amongst everything else? Is it even possible? How do you do those two things? <laughs> the one thing that I, there's a book that I got, <clears throat> I'd been wanting this book for a very long time. It's called, Why Do You Believe What You Believe About the Holy Spirit? Um, and it's a very theological type book, which talks about the history of, um, not the history of the Holy Spirit, but the different beliefs that the, the years, different yeah. denominations and the churches had about the Holy Spirit and how we got to where we are now. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I love what he says in there. He says, holy means set apart. Then he further says, the reason why we call God holy is because God is different from anything we've ever seen or experienced. Mm -hmm. In other words, there's nothing in our human experience that could ever equate to who God is. So there's no yeah. earthly analogy that, for, for who God is, right? Then he says, be holy as I am holy. And, um, and I'm answering your question, right? which is that I think uh, what I'm learning, and this is a journey that I'm on as well, you know, because I'm learning a lot as I'm going, but I, I would say that the more I think about it, I see that holiness, radiance, has to do with what's in my heart first, right? Because I can have all the right actions, I can be in all the right places, say all the right things, and still not make the impact that I'm supposed to make because I'm not real, right? Whereas, I think what, what God is wanting to do with us, and we see this in the way that Jesus worked with his disciples, that these guys were weird and they weren't getting it. And you'd get frustrated because these guys were just like on some, on, on some tangent. But after Jesus ascends and they receive the Holy Spirit, everything changes. These guys then get it. And they all go on to... to die for the gospel and stuff but what, what i'm saying is that i think it has a lot to do with what we allow god to do in our hearts because it's got to there's got to be a genuine love for god in my heart first for me to actually want to be radiant and relevant there's got to be a genuine love for god in my heart for me to want to reach out to people if that's not there then it's just an activity i'm doing and there's boxes i have to boxes that i have to take right so i think it comes back to the heart what do I really believe in my heart? And what am I building? What are my convictions? And what am I learning every day? Because if I want to be cool and I want to wear baggy jeans because I want to be relevant to some dudes who do it, right? But the motive in my heart is pure. Then I think it's going to happen. But now if I'm just doing it because I'm just doing it, chances are I'm going to get swallowed up in there and I'll end up getting lost. So I think it's got a lot to do with the, the driving force, the fundamental motivation, which has to do with my love for God and wanting to really represent God because I have a relationship with him. Well, that's deep. Like, <clears throat> on that level, you're talking about you know, the motivation. See, when your motive <clears throat> is actually good and you're with God, sometimes it doesn't matter what you look like. You'll be surprised the kind of people you reach despite of how you appear. Yeah. And that will actually mm -hmm. be a testament to God's power because he mm -hmm. likes to use those things that people, you know, deem yeah. weird or whatever. He even used a donkey once to speak. Like, who's going to listen to a donkey? But they did when it spoke, you know. And then, like, to answer your question about, you know, how do you stay radiant and, and, and try and have some relevance? I used to struggle with that a lot about reaching people, you know, to have that anxiety to say, I need to do everything I can to reach somebody. I need to do 
But then, you know, I was talking to my pastor and he reminded me about a verse. Jesus said, if you go to them and they don't accept you, dust your feet off and leave with your blessing. See, Jesus had a level where he was trying to, when he was speaking to people, he came to a certain point where he said, he who has ears will hear and he who, who has eyes will see. Regardless, he wasn't trying too hard to convince anyone. You know, it is the same as that guy who came, the rich young ruler. Mm. After he gave his answer, Jesus did not say, wait, wait, okay, we can change that. You can keep some of your riches. Just mm. keep quiet. Yeah. And he let him walk away. We, we might have to reach that point in order to stay radiant. Well, wow, that's good. I guess to that extent, yeah, we should be <laughs> reach a point where you're like, not <laughs> everything. I won't just do anything. I won't just say, right, uh, we need people to pray for the prostitutes before they go dancing on the floor. Uh, can you be the preacher who comes and prays for them on that? <laughs> I mean, obviously, you're like, uh, I want to be relevant, but maybe not there. It's okay. <laughs> You know, when we speak of Jesus now, we think he was chill dude that everybody uh, like. It's because of that picture. You know that picture that, that they so show us. That picture of Jesus. Jesus was the king of shade. I'm sorry. Through <laughs> 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 so much. Exactly. <laughs> you brutal fibers. Why had you just the king of shade. he wanted to and do? And now you're going to get struck by lightning. <laughs> How do you say to someone, get thee behind me, Satan? I imagine like if someone, a friend of mine, and this is someone that was close to Jesus. Mm. Came up to him and said something that was seemingly Seemed nice. To make sense, and he yeah. said, Get thee behind me, Satan. Imagine if that was you. I actually think the picture of Jesus that has been painted is very irrelevant. Um, I've often said, like, at home, at my mom's house, right? My mom has got, my mom's Anglican. So she's got this picture of Jesus where he's, like, holding his heart. And it's, like, it's this just really, right? But it's got this really effeminate <laughs> type look, right? right? And he's just looking like this really, okay, he looks gay. That's what I'm saying, yeah. <laughs> right? And I'm just like, no offense, right? But I, I don't like that picture because I'm like, like, wait, lion so, of Judah so I'm worshiping that guy. That looks, he don't look like no lion, mm. right? <laughs> but I think that the, Jesus was a carpenter and the, the way the Bible portrays who Jesus was and the things he said, a lot of the stuff was actually very offensive that he said. Mm. But because he was so convinced about his mission, right? And the fact that he was doing God's work. He did what he had to do. We also have to understand the context within which the Bible was written. Because I think it's important for us to know when we read the words of Jesus, are we really hearing what he's saying? Mm -hmm. And the context, like this dude was hanging with tax collectors and all these random people. But at the same time, you know, he was the kind of guy that was loving on everyone. And yet he had very harsh words to say to people who were religious bigots and whatnot, whatnot, whatnot. He was... I think he was very, he was relevant to God's mission, ah, right? Yes. Ah. Yeah. And did what needed to be done. So maybe part of the reason why we have become irrelevant is because we, it's no longer about God's mission. Yeah. It's about us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and to add to that, I just want to say the most relevant guy ever got crucified. Shut <laughs> 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 yeah, so, so yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if there's something in that, you Drop. know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you raised so, a very good question. Relevant to who? To God or the people? Uh, yeah. Well, Paul does say in Galatians, I think it's 1 verse 10, if I wanted to be popular with men, 
I wouldn't even be doing it. Like he's like, I wouldn't be a slave to Christ if my aim was to be popular with men. You can't really have both, to be honest. Like, yeah. At some stage, people will get either tired of you or they just won't want anything to do with you at some stage. And you have to continue past that stage and just be like, it's cool. <laughs> I'm going to carry on. <laughs> okay. Um, I think in closing, I'm just going to read this verse. It's from the Amplified Version. And it's in Philippians 2. And it says, we all know this verse. Um work out your salvation with fear and trembling but Amplified says continue to work out your salvation that is cultivated bring it to full effect actively pursue spiritual maturity with awe-inspired fear and trembling using serious caution and critical self-evaluation to avoid anything that might offend God or discredit the name of Christ so I think if we use that <laughs> when we're approaching how much must I change myself in order to reach someone Caution, definitely use caution when you're going down that road. Then it says, um, for it is not your strength, but it is God who is effectively at work in you, both to will and to work. That is strengthening, energizing and creating in you the longing and the ability to fulfill your purpose for his good pleasure. And then the last bit says, so that you may prove yourself to be blameless and innocent, uncontaminated children of God without blemish in the midst of a morally crooked and spiritually perverted generation, amongst whom you are seen as bright lights and beacons shining out clearly in the world of darkness. Yeah. Oh, and this is holding out and offering to everyone the word of life. Hmm. Mm. So yeah, read the verse. It's, <laughs> it's, it's got a lot in there. <laughs> you know what? If, if we were living in those days, the old dude with the beard, you would have gotten up, you know, dropped the scroll. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to do with you. But yeah, I mean, if we rely too much on our own abilities and our own judgment calls in these situations, we will definitely, definitely, without a doubt, get lost in this whole trying to be relevant versus radiant thing. So I like how it says, you know, God is working effectively in you, both to will and to work according to his good pleasure. So yeah. Thank you for that. Mm. I do still think we need to dress well and look proper, <laughs> and like not look like not look like hobos. Smell decent and smell decent. <laughs> <Brush your> teeth. <laughs> it's just it's important. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you guys for your time, and there is a lot of really good points in today's discussion. Uh, Thank you. For the hundredth time, Kura has told us to read John Piper's books. Maybe we should get round to doing that. I think so. <laughs> and TJ, your your perspective is very refreshing. So thank you for joining us. And we will be back next week. My name is T Mac. I'm that other guy. <sighs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless. It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.